0: Owning a faith that matters. Now, I think that's rather important, and I'm guessing that you do too. Well, welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. This podcast is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And we're in the Gospel of Luke, looking at what we can learn from the life of Jesus about a faith that matters. So Chris, what part of faith are we looking at today?
1: Well, then today we're gonna to talk about praying faith. And so, uh, we have Matt Tullis with us. Matt is the writer for the personal study guide content. Matt, good to see you. Thanks for coming to be a part of our podcast today.
2: Thanks. It's great to be with you two guys. Just honored out of my wits.
1: So Matt, in your setup, um, you, you talk about, uh, the cultural phenomenon of binge watching. Now, before there was binge watching, there was binge eating, right? And, um, and especially during the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, binge watching uh, movies or series um, on uh, on TV became a popular thing. You you connect this to prayer in your intro and say, you know that that, that whole binge praying thing never took off.
2: <laughs> right, it never did take off. But what what would it be like if uh, we actually had believers that were like? Uh, Man, we're going to we're going to try to pack in three hours tonight. Uh, Can't wait to see what God's going to do. And yet that's the very
0: thing God invites us to do. Absolutely. And so what we're looking at this idea, if we want this faith that really matters, that faith is also going to include looking to God to provide what we need. Now, I would dare say all of us listening would agree. Yeah, God is willing. He wants to provide what we need. But how often, how many of us do we really aggressively go to God in prayer God, says God, we, we're really looking to him in dependence? So we're going to look at this passage in Luke chapter 11 to see just what Jesus says uh, that ought to call us, to, to, that ought to motivate us to come to God in prayer. Let me begin uh, verse 1 of Luke chapter 11. He was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, well, whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not bring us into temptation.
1: So this is the shorter version of the model prayer. Most people are familiar with the uh, Matthew six version. That is more of the full blown "Our Father." Uh, It's one that we we quote most uh, in this passage. It's shorter, condensed, same content, Um, but it begins with a group of people, the disciples, recognizing the priority that jesus set on prayer that uh they would uh oftentimes luke tells us that jesus would go off by himself or he would pray all night and so the disciples come to see this jesus he's praying and uh their their request is teach us um it's interesting to me that it's not teach us how to pray but it's teach us to pray now, I know he goes on to say that's what John the Baptist did, that he taught his disciples to do that. But um, significant to me that Jesus lives this life and his disciples, his followers, want to emulate him. And they know the priority he has placed on prayer. and They want to have that same kind of, uh, of prayer life.
0: Yeah, Chris, because keep in mind, they've seen him do all these incredible things, heard him teach. They don't, you never see any record, hey, Jesus, teach us to do miracles like you do or teach us to teach like you do. But I think in all that, they saw it was that time he spent in prayer, time he spent with the Father that was significant.
2: And I also think it's a matter of coming to grips with the fact that prayer is not so much about us getting things from a divine vending machine, but rather that when we have that close connection with God, uh, it's not that we uh, change our circumstances, but it actually changes our insides. It changes us uh, more than anything else.
0: To me, there's, as I look at this prayer, the one I used to struggle with the most has now become my favorite part of this model prayer. And it's that first request. Father, your name be honored as holy. and I, There's nothing I can do to make God's name be any holier than it already is. But there is a sense of, God, I want you to be recognized as holy. And that could be a personal thing. God, I want you to be seen as in my life. I want people to see you in my life. But I realize that there's a prayer here that whatever happens, God, you be honored. And then I realized that I think that's why that's first in this model prayer he's given us because all my prayers that come after that ought to be on that same vein. Even as I pray, God, give me today my daily bread and do it in a way that brings you honor. Right. Uh, I I think that's a powerful place to start our prayers is God's honor.
2: Yeah. And it really sets the stage for anything that we say in prayer. We're saying at this moment, at this time, I declare that you are holy Uh, You're to be honored, and I'm not. Your name is holy, not mine. Uh, You're on the throne, and I'm not. Uh, It's a separation. It's, It's not, as Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but thine be done.
1: So that's encompassed in the whole your kingdom come aspect of the prayer. Matthew's version is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, that, that's the longing that, that, what, that God would be so in charge that uh, it would be obvious that right here on earth, um, his will was being done in our lives.
2: And we have a lot of different uh, kings out there and uh, a lot of people promoting their own kingdom. Uh, And I think it's really interesting that Jesus throughout the gospels, he talks more about the kingdom than he does heaven. And that's always been a mystery to me growing up a Southern Baptist, because most of our hymns are like, I'll fly away and uh, some glad morning and uh, uh, raise up High" or whatever that Vince Gill song is. Uh, You know, that's kind of we we, want to we all want to, you know, when we all get to heaven.
1: When the role is called up yonder.
2: Yes and 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 whenever we look at what Jesus is saying he's saying no 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 wait 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 I'm I'm interested right now in the kingdom not you coming to heaven otherwise we would keep people under the water for 2 minutes during baptism uh he wants the kingdom to come down to earth and uh so everywhere that we go i've i've got some friends that are over on the border of Ukraine and Poland right now, you know in a kind of a dangerous, precarious place doing disaster relief. But what they're doing is they're bringing the kingdom in the middle of this fight over temporal kingdoms. They're bringing an eternal kingdom in the middle of all that and really that's the only kingdom that really is going to matter at the end. And that's not a political statement. Uh, I know that there are there's good and evil on both sides of every war but ultimately whenever i walk into an arena i hope that i'm bringing not my kingdom but his kingdom
0: and there's this idea that yeah we're we're focused on his kingdom and everything that we do we can uh, is to be done in in, uh, in the context of his kingdom and we're trusting him in that
1: Tr- trusting him encompasses um that you will take care of my daily needs. So there's uh, a feeling of connecting to the whole wilderness manna experience where food was provided every day for these uh, Israelites by God himself. Lord, in that same way, take care of my needs for food today. Uh, Most of us don't think like that. about the basic necessities of life
2: you can tell by the size of our freezers
1: he he also deals with some other issues that are significant for our everyday lives forgive us um for our sins as we forgive others and and help us deal with the temptations that we face because those are real and those are happening all the time for everybody
0: so every aspect of our lives it's spiritual physical relational every aspect of our lives we can bring to god in prayer and that's what he's inviting us to do and that's what he's teaching us how to pray but let's press on because there's going to be an element of yes you can pray these things but you need to pray it persistently verse five he also said to them Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. But then he will answer from the inside and say, don't bother me. (laughs) The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. But I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, Yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened.
2: Lynn, I love the idea that the Amplified Bible kind of breathes into this the way, uh, and I'm saying this from memory, but it's ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. And I I, I think sometimes we don't suffer enough from uh, bruised knuckles uh, in this situation. We ask for something and we ask it for a week and it doesn't come about. Uh, we are looking for the solution. We're looking for God to intervene. And and pretty soon we just kind of give up. And here Jesus is saying, you know, you, you can't, you, you need to, this is developing your faith. You just continue to ask, continue to knock, continue to seek. Uh, don't give up on it. Persistency.
1: I love the humor in this story. Um, I, we, we miss it I think a little bit cause we think of houses where we have three or four bedrooms, the kids in each bedroom, but in all likelihood, the kids are it's one or two rooms in this house and, uh, kids are all, uh, matted down in a, in a, in a room. And, uh, so when he responds, leave us alone, you know, he's, Uh, he's, he's describing a scene out of the Andy Griffith show or something where the darling boys are all sleeping in the same room. Um, There's a throwback for you Um, to leave us alone. We're asleep. We don't bother us. Go away. Um, And, and yet he keeps knocking and it's not because it's his friend asking in time of need. Uh, It's to get him to leave them alone. (laughs) He finally gets up. Now, Matt, help us to understand what this means um, about God uh, in a real, in a real sense.
2: Well, you could continue to point back to Jesus. Uh, You remember the parable of the unrighteous judge. There's, there's a, there's a real connection in those two stories. You know, here you have this woman who is uh, being, somehow tortured by an evil man and she's knocking and knocking and he won't do anything finally says not that i love you but just because i'm i'm tired i'm sick of you knocking at my door uh, i'll give you justice you know and then he turns the tables and he says you know if a judge an evil judge will do that out of persistence how much more how much more will your loving heavenly father come to you in times of of uh, need and in your need for justice. Uh, so there, there really is that sense of persistency and being able to, uh, to, um, continue to seek. I remember Lee Strobel sharing a story about a baptism where he was having a number of people being baptized and the way that they did it at his church is that all of the relatives would come and would stand by the tub and they would baptize them. And this, uh, one girl, uh, came into the tub and she was about 15 years old. They baptized her. And then the man beside Lee said, you know, I need to get baptized. And he had this long beard and tattooed and he was probably about, you know, 55 or 60 years old. And then he walks into the tub and his wife begins to just bawl. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, she says, I have been praying for my husband for 30 years. And I'm seeing that prayer happen now together. And that's, that's a persistent illustration of prayer. He didn't, you know, God didn't bring that new life into, you know, existence uh, right there in the first year not the first five years, not the first 10 years, 30 years. And so what if she'd quit? What if we quit?
1: Matt, we were in a Lynn and I were doing a podcast with uh, Chuck Lawless in our last uh, session. And he told us that his mother came to faith at the age of 78 or 79. And, uh, that he had prayed for her for 45 years and that just before she died, uh, a year or so before she died, she finally accepted Christ as her savior. And he said, he, he gave encouragement to our listeners. Listen, keep on praying. Don't stop. Uh, Don't stop.
2: Right. And I think we have a, we have a tendency to live, uh, around the view of six inches in front of our face. When we forget that God is up in the helicopter and he sees the whole picture and he sees when those prayers are going to be answered. And our responsibility is not to say the right words, but simply to be persistency in prayer.
0: I do think this is a valuable point of discussion in our respect, in all our groups. Uh, the, the question is in our books uh, with, with Matt's text. There's why is persistence a vital aspect of a believer's prayer life? I think that's worth considering to, to talk about the persistence. And I dare say, as you talk about it in your groups, someone is going to have a, a story just like we heard of someone who perhaps they had been prayed for for years right uh, and that should encourage all of us don't give up till you see the answer from God
2: right and and I believe you know as he's talking about this aspect of prayer that's really what it is uh he, he did that so that they could learn uh, to pray and not give up and that's that's a difficult thing to do when we feel like we keep continue to come with the same uh, prayer requests, the same frustrations, the same anxieties, all of those things. And we fail to realize that this is not an algebraic formula. Otherwise, he would have used formulas to explain prayer. But instead, he used story. He didn't say E equals MC square. He said once upon a time. And really what that means is that prayer is really all about uh, relationships and developing that strong intimate relationship and finding ways to focus and have a strategy for prayer so that it's not just something that we do uh, like a rudimentary or liturgical thing which i'm i'm all about written prayers i think think that's great in fact i have a uh, a journal uh, that's just a prayer journal that uh, right, right now, uh, some some days it's a very short paragraph, and other days it goes a couple of pages. It's just one of those things, but it's a discipline for me uh, to actually write down those prayers. But then there's also the prayers that we say when we have extra time, and we turn off the podcast—not this one, but you know those other true crime podcasts. Uh, we turn off the podcast. We're going down the road, and we just. Um, realize that we have the king of creators riding shotgun with us. I mean, why wouldn't we take advantage of that time to say something to him? There's a great story that Brennan Manning tells about uh, a time when he was contacted by this young lady and his, her father was about to die and uh, asked Brennan Manning because her pastor wouldn't go see him if Brennan would. And he went and he said, you know, there's there's something I just don't understand about this whole thing. He said, I just don't understand prayer. And I tried to talk to my pastor and he gave me this book that was about this uh, thick and he pointed his fingers about three inches apart and he said, I couldn't understand anything. And so Brendan said, well, prayer is pretty easy. All you have to do is put an empty chair in front of you and realize that he's there and you're talking to him. He passed away a, a week later and the daughter said, there's something weird about how he died. She went on to say, it's just crazy. You won't believe this, but you need to come over here. And they went over to his house to where he had passed away. And there he was uh, kneeling on the floor with his head on the empty chair. And that's what prayer is about. It's a journey and it's a realization that the king of creator, the Lord of everything is right there with us. And he wants to hear uh, from you. uh, he, I, I, am always thinking, God, you've got so many things going on in Ukraine and all these other different places. Why do you care uh, about the little things in my life? You know, and I've come to learn that he cares. He cares about my psoriasis. I mean, you don't, but he does. And uh, so why not? Why not be diligent?
0: And it's because he's a good, good God. Yeah. And that's what we see in in this passage. You ought to write a song. That'd be great, (laughs) but you you do see that as you as you continue what Jesus is teaching here, that we just trust God to answer out of His goodness. Uh, Verse eleven: What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, give him a scorpion? So if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the heavenly father give the Holy spirit to those who ask him? We can trust. He's going to answer out of his goodness.
2: Absolutely. Uh, My uh, seminary new Testament professor, uh, Jack McGorman uh, bless his heart. uh, Just an incredible man, but he called this the how much moreness of Jesus. And uh, I I think that is so true. It's just how much more you've seen love on lifetime or Hallmark, but you ain't seen this kind of love. Uh, How much more? It's not a teaspoon sized love. We're talking buckets of love and grace and blessing and peace and hope. And all of those things, you get the total package.
1: Love that how much more. That's good. That's good. So uh, again, this this emphasizes the fact of the previous story. Uh, God will hear our prayers. He's not like the groggy friend uh, who just answers to get you to stop or like the judge. Uh, he is a good father who loves us, who knows our needs. And when we ask re- and make requests of him, Uh, He answers and gives to us. All right. So theologians in the room here, Uh, Matthew said, uh, how much more will the the heavenly father give you what you need? Luke says, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Want to take that one on?
2: I think if you get the Holy Spirit, you pretty much got everything. That's my Sunday school answer there.
0: There's a significant truth in that. If, the ho- if God gives us the Holy Spirit, what can he give us that's greater than that? He can't. So he's saying, you've asked, and I'm going to give you the greatest thing. I'm going to give you myself, my spirit. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to give us other things, but he's given us the greatest thing possible. So you know he's going to take care of everything else as well.
1: That's awesome. That's the beauty. Uh, Luke, I hear what Jesus in his is gospel saying. and it's especially in Acts talks more about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit than probably anybody else except for maybe John in the in the final discourse. Uh, but he continually references the movement of the spirit, the power of the spirit. Uh, so for those who who have looked at Luke and Acts, you know that this is not unusual for Luke to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thanks for a great conversation around prayer, looking to God to provide what we need. And Matt, thank you for being a part of this podcast.
2: Hey, you bet. Uh, I got to go because I I need to pray.
0: (laughs) We're going to let the rest of you go too. And uh, we thank you for being part of this. We do hope you have a great Bible study as you interact with those in your group to talk about making prayer a vital part of your faith journey. Hope you have a great Bible study. We'll see you in our next podcast.